A quick warning, there are curse words that are unbeeped in this episode of the show. So, Hoban, were you a Britney Spears fan at all? (laughs) Uh, No, I was not. (laughs) What are your thoughts on Britney? I mean, I I feel like she, uh, you know, maybe had some trouble uh, back in the day. But, I mean, from what I can tell, I think she's kind of straightened herself out. And, like, you know, anybody that comes back, that's pretty impressive. Uh, But I, I really know, like, next to nothing about her other than it seemed like she has stabilized in her life at least. And I mean, you know, a, a pop icon, you know, yes. for sure. Yes. And yeah. I think she kind of really hit the stage just shortly after 95, like probably like 97, she became a big name. Um, but there's a, uh, there's the New York times did this new piece. It's called the New York times. Uh, it's on Hulu. It's the, uh, some kind of show the New York Times has. And one of the episodes or one of the, the hour long specials is all about like a very new in-depth look at Britney Spears. I think they call it a conservatorship or something like that. Okay. Basically, her father uh, has complete control over all aspects of her life. And apparently she has taken to social media to say that she is done performing until he no longer has control so she's okay with a conservatorship or or i'm I'm sorry if i'm messing that word up but she's okay with the the situation she just doesn't want him to be the one to have the control she wants someone else to have the control wow and uh she said she's not performing until that happens so there's this huge movement apparently called free britney and all of her fans are trying to pressure the courts to to hear the cases. Or I don't know. I don't know that much about it. But Hulu has a new like episode. The New York Times. Uh, gosh, it's called Framing Britney, I think, or Framing Britney Spears. And uh, it's on Hulu. And I'm kind of excited to watch it just because, you know, it's uh, she's a big part of of the the fabric of of pop culture in in America, you know. Right. Is she still, I mean, I, I don't, I don't like, is she still before she was putting the brakes on was, was she still performing and making music? I, I should know this, but I don't, I don't know if she was making music. I know. I think the last thing I remember was a few years ago. Cause I think my wife wanted to see it. I think she had a, a Vegas show uh, got going it. for a while. I think that was her. That her sounds last familiar break. now that you say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm gonna, you know, there's another selling point for Hulu. If you haven't already gotten the free trial to check out in and of itself. I um, have not. We've stalled. I'm not sure what we're going to do, but maybe we, maybe we will do that. Yeah. We, we need a show. And I, I need a show that's completed, not one that we're going to get hung up on. I, uh, I, I think I'm out of, we're out of shows that are like fully done because waiting for a new season is painful. Yeah. I that you know Hulu uh has that um Handmaid's Tale and that that's a show that's going to give you I think three solid seasons maybe four solid seasons um of just fantastic. Uh do you know the premise of that show? No. So the premise of Handmaid's Tale is that it's in the future 
and uh, America was divided. And the part of there's a part of of the United States called Gilead, and in Gilead, it's a very religious, strict um, area. And and I think so. The premise is many women, like for some reason, the human race stopped reproducing. Women were no longer able to have kids, like a lot, like most of the women. Uh, so the few women who could still have children were gathered up and turned into handmaids. So basically the wealthy elite who wanted to continue breeding would receive a handmaid to help push the human race forward. And these handmaids were basically forced just to have babies with these wealthy elite men. And wow. that's like, that's like, that's the whole premise of the show. And the, the main character is a handmaid. It sounds, uh, strange but maybe interesting it's yeah it's really interesting like uh, i mean that's probably what i'm most excited about checking out next uh i think in i don't know if it's 2021 or 2022 the next season i think it is actually this year i have i have to check but um, so there's another season in production still yes will got it there's another season coming out yeah okay um i think i think like what i've like if you start watching now by the time that next season comes out you'll be able to roll right into it that sounds good that's what i need that's what we need yeah Yeah. so our next interview here coming up shortly is with uh, a guy we both know pretty well and all of you out there probably know him pretty well too jason krueger um you got any good stories you remember about krueger um I just remember Kruger's a really good guy and like we played on the same basketball team together and um you know I I didn't I don't I don't think I really saw him much after high school maybe a party here or there early on but that was about it but um yeah just a just a good guy and played some sports together and um yeah I'm looking forward to talking to him yeah he was a, he is a great guy we we live just down the road from each other so through South Middle School and and through uh, through uh, high school, we were pretty thick as thieves. Rode the school bus together and stuff, and then even carpooled I think for a while together because um, I remember his car, Eggy, really well. Um, but yeah, great guy. So let's welcome Jason Kruger to the show. <laughs> Kruger? Yeah, it was Kruger. He said, okay, and click. Oh, there he is. There we go. Steven. Kruger, how you doing? Good, Hoven. How are you, man? Good. Good to hear from you. Likewise. Been a minute. Yeah, I don't even know how long it's been, but it's been a long time. (laughs) I think it was a uh, someplace uh, somewhere after our freshman year of college. I think it was the last time I bumped into you. That sounds like that could be. Where, where, do you remember where it was? Uh, it, it was. It's vague. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's uh, that sounds about right, though. Er, early post high school, I would say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Kevin, on the other hand, I mean, it's been I think like six years since our fishing extravaganza on the Milwaukee yeah, River. Yeah, man, that was fun. Uh, Madrid caught that big, big salmon, right? Yeah, that he did. Fish. I was trying to find that picture to send that to you so you could just be like, you did not catch it. <laughs> I think I think I actually posted that picture just to piss off Madrid. 
I think I posted it on Facebook and I cut off his head. Whatever. <laughs> you should have photoshopped yourself yeah. on that. That would have been even better. That would have been funny. <laughs> like Milwaukee River, like downtown? Or is your- right oh, downtown. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Like, well, it was a, it was a little bit more on the east okay. side, like between River West and the east side area. That's where all the good salmon runs were. Got, so got it. Yeah. Kevin was feeling a little exploratory, you know, you and McCarthy, I think it was, that were kind of bopping around. Yeah. And a buddy of mine from uh, Cincinnati came up with me and we met up with you in Madrid and Morley. Yeah, yep. That was a good, t- that was a great day, man. I, uh, in fact, you know what? I just uh, I just heard from Kevin Colup just prior to this uh, this call, and he actually wanted me to ask you, Kruger, what's the biggest trout you've caught on? Or yeah, the biggest trout you've caught on a fly. The biggest trout I've ever caught on a fly. Oh my goodness! It would probably have to be a king salmon, probably fifteen to twenty pounds. Where at? Uh, that was on the Milwaukee. Yeah. That was with an eight weight fly rod. That. Um, that was a knuckle buster. Yeah, that's a good fight. <laughs> yeah, I wound up chasing that thing, I don't know, probably a good quarter mile down the river, too, because it, it just ran. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to go. <laughs> uh, Danny shit. Craig Danny Craig just sent Hoban and I a picture um, of people fishing, ice fishing, right off of the Summerfest grounds on Lake Michigan, pulling out huge fish. Yeah, man, that place is amazing in the wintertime. You can catch everything over there because they just they hang there because it's warm water. There's all the warm water uh, effluents that come out right there from it's amazing. I have no desire to sit on ice. I think the last time I did that was on Half Moon and I was like, I I know it's a podcast, but I'm gonna say it. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I need open water. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I think the last time I sat on the ice was probably at Half Moon with you and Bloom Dog. Yeah, that's and we we had a big bonfire, and I was like, "Yeah, this is really yeah." I'll take a shot of that whiskey. That's cool. Um, <laughs> Do you remember the shanty? I think you and me and Bloom built a shanty. Maybe Fingerson too. He might have been involved too. I no, I had no desire to do that. I went out one time with you and Bloom, and I was just like, "Okay, this is this is lame. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. I'm not skiing or snowboarding, and I'm just no. This is not fun." <laughs> Were you a big skier back then? I mean, I know you're like basically uh, Sean White of Devil's Head, but yeah, that's that's a stretch, you know, for 44. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I. I grew up like skiing like i learned to ski at mount lacrosse when i was five so um when we were supposed to be like taking it easy on christmas breaks like bloom and i would and sometimes morley would just throw our skis in the back of eggy or the nova and bomb it down to red wing (laughs) go to welch village and try to avoid casmeric as much as we possibly could because no I don't care if you're listening, Kaz, you suck. <laughs> Shots fired! Shots fired! Uh, well, I hold no grudges. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I like this. But he's doing, he's doing good things, man. He's doing good things with Dave Morley now. Do you talk to Mr. Morley often? Not as much. I mean, yeah, I, I see Dave enough. You know, he's not Mr. Morley anymore. He's <laughs> He'll Dave. always be Mr. Morley. <laughs> He's not, man. He gets to a point where he's just like, Dave. <laughs> do you think there's any chance you'd ever do the podcast? Dave? Yeah. yeah. 
more than likely. He's, I mean, you should get you should get the Morleys on there, and then you guys can just give him a hard time about like Eric, son of the vice principal, and everybody threatening to beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> that was tough for that. Oh man, Eric's a great guy, and I that was tough for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a little bit. I haven't seen Dave in a little while just because of COVID. You know, him and Jana are up north, I guess. And we played golf last, not this past summer, but the summer before. And man can still hit the crap out of a golf ball. Yeah. Wow, nice. Yeah. Where'd you guys play? Uh, country club. It was for uh, Altoona PD, where for some reason everybody got much better scores than we did. You know, and it's just we came in last place. We were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there may have been some alcohol involved. I don't know, but maybe that was just me. You're yeah. a you're a big whiskey guy, huh? Oh, a little bit. Yeah, I'd rather drink whiskey than probably beer or anything else. I'm currently have some Crown Royal in my hand at the moment. For yeah. real? Sorry, all y'all that don't drink. I do. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a puss when it comes to booze. I'm like I like the girly drinks. My wife will drink straight bourbon though. So oh, why is that, Kevin? <laughs> why don't you like booze? I believe we were texting about this last night. Yeah, we shouldn't probably go there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said that was off limits, Kruger. I'm not gonna break. Oh, I'm here. poking the bear now. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, man, I, I I like whiskey. I like you know. I've even dabbled a scotch. You know, just because you know when you can, why not? You know, scotch is good. It's a bit hoity-toity, but you know, it's delicious. Yeah, the in uh, Crown is uh, Crown's good, and that's re- a little more reasonably priced. Can all be a little dangerous though, I find. <laughs> The last what? time I drank Crown, it did not end well, and that was the last time. <laughs> was that, that the was Packers second. Super Bowl? That was the, the yeah, the Packers Super Bowl in 2011, and uh, we went to my in-laws, and it was just going to be you know a nice chill night with the in-law, like my wife's parents. <laughs> you know, we're gonna have a couple beers and watch the uh, the Packers. <laughs> and before I before I knew it, the game was over, and I'm in the driveway with my father-in-law and his neighbor, and we're basically gulping crown and smoking cigars my god (laughs) like back-to-back cigars within an hour and a ton of crown and uh it did not end well and i haven't had crown or cigar since and i probably never will again (laughs) i did hear there was an injury sustained that night yeah, I, I kind of banged my head a little bit and had some. Oh, there's some blood big involved. surprise. Oh my God! Really, <laughs> yeah. Andy? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that nice. I remember I had to go to work the next day, and people are like, "Oh, what happened?" And I was so embarrassed. I didn't, I didn't even try to hide it. I'm like, I overdid it. I don't even know what to say. I'm not making up any any excuses. It was. Uh, it was not pleasant. Proud, proud <laughs> moment for your wife, I'm sure. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Hoban, <laughs> well, what's up with you and the head injuries? I mean, seriously, come on. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that explains some things. <laughs> you should have been like Steelers fan. Come on, I mean, that's just you know, see the other guy. Well, and I was barely a Packers fan. I really wasn't. I guess I maybe became one that that night or something. But so it is a bit of a rite of passage to have that much crown and then make it through to the. The other side of the veil. Yeah, yes. Good job, man. Just yeah. banged his head hard enough that he finally, <laughs> <laughs> finally became as dumb as all of us, and he's a Packer fan. Right. right. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Thankfully, those days are behind me. What the, yeah. the Vikings fans or the Packers fans? Because you know it's <laughs> head, head injuries related to drinking. <laughs> that sounds about right. Where are you at these days, there, Hoban? 
Uh, I'm in Milwaukee. Uh, You're in Milwaukee now, yeah? Yeah. Like uh, just a little east of the zoo. Okay. Um, so, it's yeah. Not, it's not bad neighborhood. I used to be over right off of Holly in 94. So oh, that yeah. was my old stomping grounds. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good location. Not too bad. Ideally, you can hop like to, on the Hank. Go ahead, man. I was going to say, ideally, we'd like to move a little west and find a little bigger yard, a little bigger house at some point. But for now, it's uh, it's okay for now. Uh, Why don't you go to like Franklin or is that just not Milwaukee enough for you? No, I don't need Milwaukee. I, I'd be fine like west, somewhere west of Milwaukee. Okay. Uh, Hoban's, Hoban's fine with uh, with Wyoming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, I feel him there. Thousand-acre ranch in Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're the finance guy. Maybe we can work something out here, work our investments. And yeah, I like Wyoming. Yes. Right. <laughs> no, I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's COVID or what it is, but I just I feel the need to be in uh, bigger, wide open spaces less congested spaces if if that i'll see if that happens but uh that sounds very appealing right now no it makes sense to me i mean i get it town of aaron you can move out there from that neck of the woods where you got lots of room you can get plenty of plenty of space my my wife's um family her aunt and uncle actually have a horse farm out there but i think it's like 150 acres 200 acres oh wow oh, beautiful yeah so it's it's a nice little spot where you can be isolated if you're a hunter you can hunt if you don't hunt you can just raise horses it's all good you're kind of out in the middle of nowhere huh crooks yeah i can see people coming from a mile away it's great where are you <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i'm down in reedsburg uh, i guess you would say it's southwest of the dells Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the Driftless. It's fly fishing oh, yeah. area. It's, you know, good outdoors area. I'm not too far from Devil's Head, uh, Devil's Lake. It's just great outdoor opportunities. Good kayaking. I hate being inside, even yeah, in the wintertime. Yeah. That's a beautiful area. How did you end up there? Uh, new job. Uh, left Milwaukee after 16 years and came this way to be closer to parents because they're not getting any younger. So it's just gets me closer back to the old stomping grounds. So, used to come down this way to do some fly fishing on the rarest of occasion. Um, it was a little rougher in those days in the late 90s where you might actually have to fight your way to a fishing spot through some tobacco farmers. But it's not 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 me. I never had to do that because I'm too much of a wuss. <laughs> no i wouldn't want to do that either <laughs> yeah uh, what do you do well, what do you do what's your job i'm a i'm a really exciting guy i'm a human resource manager i'm the guy that hey. everybody hates um, <laughs> which, so nothing's changed <laughs> yeah nothing's changed thanks girl <laughs> yeah now it's just a matter of just uh, it, it's it's a startup um i work for a vegan uh, snack bar company delicious mm. so our, we we battle against the likes of cliff and kind bar and i mean frankly we're kind of kicking their ass right now in our in our industry so works for me um working towards that lovely 100 million 200 million dollar company and it's a good time wow. we do uh we do a, we, we pretty much eat vegetarian what, what's the brand i'd love to check it out you should check it out man it's go macro go macro yep do the stores have like grocery stores or do i have to order it or no you can work? order it online if you want to but you can also get it on Amazon or your local Trader Joe's, Whole Foods. It's all there for you. It's all gluten-free, raw, clean. We hit so many certifications, dude. It's such a good bar. It's so clean. It, you can get it there. And I mean, I can't help promote it enough because it's a Wisconsin company and nobody knows about it because, well, there's no preservatives and it only has a nine-month shelf life. So don't put it into your 
prepping stuff, people. It's not going to last. Well, nine months. Oh, you mean <laughs> you mean like you're talking about end of the world prep? Right. Yeah, <laughs> those, those kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't put it. In there. <laughs> so is it made right? Is this uh, Viola, Wisconsin? Is that where it is? Yeah, man. You're nice. you're hot on it. What are you like, Jamie from like the Joe Rogan experience here, or what? <laughs> hey, he's not he's not just a smoke show. He's got brains too, <laughs> right? And he's very good with numbers. <laughs> no, I happen to be working at my desk before we get on here, so I'm sitting at my computer. So I, I just I, I quickly looked it up. Uh, so is it made in Viola then too? Yep, yep. It's nice. made right here in Wisconsin. Um, Billy's a big fan of it. Um, she's a big fan of the bars too. So I'm trying to get her to be one of our, our reps, but we kind of dialed back on that marketing campaign when she was like, hook me up. And I'm like, sorry, BJ, I tried. Ah, wow. Well, so cool. Good stuff. It, it's, it's what brought me West and it puts me closer to mom and dad. And um, Hey, real quick plug. If you guys see Fingy at all, throw him some love. Um, Al Fingerson just passed away. So uh, if anybody knows Al, you know, he was a good dude. Um, he was basically like my second dad for many years through travel teams. So, um, throw Fingy a little love. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to hear that, Fingy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, in doing this podcast, I always, uh, you know, some people, some parents I knew, and I, I am sort of reluctant to ask like how they're doing, just you know, just in case, because obviously we're getting to that age and uh that's that's very sad yeah it is i was just texting with madrid last night and morley about this i was like dude we're old (laughs) (laughs) it's it's okay though you know we get to supplant those that came before us and just you know try to be good like you guys have said you know be good parents try to be like put on our best foot forward be as good as we possibly can be um yeah and i mean you guys are parents i'm not i got kids they're four-legged and furry you guys keep going forward with that you're doing a good job <laughs> yeah it yeah is, i uh, mean it's it's strange that's for sure we're at the we're at the point now that like we kind of matter <laughs> we kind of have to be the adults in the room most of the time and what we do mm-hmm. now could set the stage for what they're going to do later so yeah it's important to to, to still be a good person and, and do the best we can, you know? So you're not just doing beer bongs in the middle of the room anymore, Goiter? Is that how it goes? Oh, no, I'm still, I'm still, <laughs> shotgunning, I'm still shotgunning beers on the reg. But uh, just not in front of the kid, you know? No, just not in front of the kids. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so, Kruger, you, you'll get a kick out of this. So I, I, I missed this podcast, but apparently Goral was telling Jesse Macknick. Take one. <laughs> that he's not a big drinker yeah <laughs> meanwhile we'll get the occasional uh text from goral where he chops some wood or splits a log and then turns around and shotguns a beer, <laughs> a beer for the camera for us <laughs> no i get that but that's so see the thing is is that they they think that makes me a big drinker but that'd be like the only beer i have that whole week <laughs> I just do it for the pick for the for the video, you know. Actually, it's funny you brought up Billy. Billy is actually going to be joining us. Uh, she has a really big announcement. Uh, let's see. What was that? Oh, oh. who is that? Who could that be? <laughs> What's up? Hey, Billy. What's up, Bill? What's going on there, Jay? How's it going, lady? It's good to good. hear from you. How about you, brother? No, oh, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> Long time first on here, rookie. by the way. So 
Anyways. First repeat guest. Yes. BJ Flanagan, <laughs> the <laughs> premier athlete of the class of 95, back on the podcast. Yes, well, is. thanks for having me. Uh, so, Billy, you have a, uh, a, a big announcement for us. I do. So... Andy totally busted your balls on the last podcast <laughs> that you hadn't, you hadn't worked out with me yet. So we've decided just Kevin alone wasn't going to be enough. So we're going to open it up to about 20 or 30 of you guys out there to join in in a 30 to 40 minute workout with yours truly on March 13th at 8 p.m. Awesome. On a Zoom. So awesome. anyone that's interested, we'll post a link once it gets a little bit closer and you guys can sign up and we'll rock and roll. First come, first serve yes uh, first come first serve 20 to 30 people uh we'll put a link on podcast airs we'll have a link on the class of 95 group on facebook and if you don't have facebook you can email us at ecm circa 95 at gmail.com and uh, we'll get you on the list that way so it'll be a group workout and then uh, afterwards perhaps people want to sit around and mingle perhaps have a adult <laughs> beverage for a little bit it, it'd be cool to catch up with a few people uh be fun so sign up you have no excuses so if i can just jump in real quick bill that is a saturday people i know this for a fact that's 8 p.m on a saturday you have nothing else going on you should go and do it exactly you should too kruger what do you mean you i I get up and i work out at five o'clock in the morning i mean billy like does this a little later so it's kind of my thing she knows this i don't do five (laughs) o'clock You won't join a class workout, Kruger. I may not because it, there might be UFC fights on or something. You know, I got things to do. Oh, jeez. Lame. Lame. That is lame. so lame. Hoban, how about you? Um, I, I can't imagine I have anything going on, so I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that I will and can. All right, you hear that? The smoke show is in, so start nice. signing up. I can't let the smoke show like show me up. I may have to jump in on this. Oh, it's been far too long. <laughs> Kruger, if you show up, I'll do a plank off with you. This isn't really a plank off, Kevin. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But... <laughs> I just think of you just laying like someplace like they used to do in like the late 90s. That's all. Oh, man. Well, yeah. Kruger, so Kruger, what is your 5 a.m. routine? It depends on the day. It's it's different workouts depending on what it is because, you know, as I may have listened to some podcasts, I'm not the stick that I used to be, goiter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gave you props, man. I said you're, <laughs> you're stacked now. You're like a jujitsu. Like, what did I call you? I called... Uh... I called you the devil's head, Chuck Norris on a snowboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so not true. There are so many people in this neck of the woods that just, they're like, they're like Andy. They're like accountants that they would come over and just strangle you. And you're like, you're like 135 pounds. Come on. It's not even fair. <laughs> are you so. saying Hoban's only 135 pounds? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Andy in <laughs> almost 20 years. It's been a hot minute. Uh, <laughs> one, I, I one... might have been in 1993. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. I was making a generalization with a very yes, wide I, paintbrush. I yes. apologize. I apologize <laughs> to all you accountants that are currently offended and all you financial people <laughs> not named Marchese. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, you know it's bad when the HR guy's making fun of you. <laughs> 
You haven't sent my HR office, Kevin. I'm just telling you. <laughs> so, all right. So, we're how many people are you living in, Bill? We're going to go 20 to 30 feet. And you're going to do this out of your new horse stall mat gym? You know it. Oh, I'm jealous. You got four. I only have two. So, Billy, what, what kind of like, you know, this isn't going to kill me, is it? No, <laughs> I would never do such a thing. Right. Billy, you're no fun. You're no fun. <laughs> for a couple days. I'll challenge you. I'll never kill you. I'll challenge you. <laughs> What's your right, level of suffering there, Kevin? Can you hang in there? That's the bigger question. I mean, you know, I can, I've planked for five minutes before. Nice. Well, yeah. you do yoga though. You've got some good upper body strength and. Yeah, but I'm also fat. So oh. like, <laughs> that kind of gets in the way, you know? <laughs> Stocky. 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 That's a better word. That's a I better think, word. Strong. I think in, I think back in, uh, in middle school, school i think the pants i wore were called husky honestly so i've always <laughs> how mean is that <laughs> my pants read husky on them how mean is that <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> no but seriously kruger are you obviously you've gotten uh are, are very fit or have gotten very into working out is there uh and and maybe are dominating a dojo somewhere is that what i've heard yeah, no. Um, there are some people in my gym that are, yeah, I'm not dominating them whatsoever. They grab me and I literally have moments of terror. Like, just don't rip my arm off. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it. it's something I've done. Like, I, I started skiing at five. Sorry, Bill, you weren't involved in this this part of the conversation. But I started skiing at five. I started doing martial arts at six. So it's been oh. something I've done since I was a little kid. Um, did a little bit of jujitsu when I was in college my freshman year. And then finally, I have a little extra free time and I can afford to do it. Um, highly recommend people do it because if you haven't suffered and don't know what suffering is when you're trying to get out from just a really horrible position where somebody's trying to take your neck or your arm or your leg and rip it off. Yeah, it's a good time. That just does not sound enticing <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, that's why you will always be a yoga player. That's how it goes. Yeah, I'll, I'll take you know i'll take downward dog over a choke out any day <laughs> if you could if you could make it through the warm-ups that would be half the fun as long as i'm not getting beat up yeah i totally could do the warm-up uh, well okay all right you know 10 15 minutes of jogging around a mat and doing like remember those the runs that we used to do where you'd be at the end of the line and you had to run all the way around oh god football yes. yeah you, you still uh, got to do those you still have to do like burpees it's it's good time kevin yes <laughs> i mean i can I, love Billy. I can, I can yes. pull up. I can do some of that stuff. I've done uh, hit classes before. Yeah, and that's that's so essentially jujitsu, man. Then that's five, ten minutes, depending upon how it goes. You know, it's a hit class where you're just like, all right, I can rest here for a moment, and this person is now going to kill me. So let's go. So you you said you're not dominating a dojo, but we talked to Madrid. He said you basically kick his ass now. That dog just tore me to pieces. Is that is that accurate? I think Mike had a couple of beers in that interview. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I was a little shocked that he admitted that, honestly. No, Mike and I have had many a good little fun, like, bump of the knuckles and go. Um, yeah, but Mike is still no slouch. Don't let him tell you otherwise. I mean, come on, seriously. So, I mean, that old I, man I strength so that he has and, you know, it, it's just, it, you know, it happens. <laughs> we all got it man we're all in our mid-40s i already said this yeah, yeah. but it, it's yeah jujitsu is fun and I, I can't actually like 
highly recommended enough. I know Joe Rogan beats it like it's a you know, and Jocko and all those other guys. So they beat it like it's a dead horse. So is there uh, like a lot of flexibility and stuff involved as well? It's called forced yoga or folding clothes while people are wearing them. So yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As, as as we get older, as I get older, I feel like that's one thing that I really need to improve. You, you've probably you've probably experienced this, Kruger. Just the other day, I was we got a bunch of snow and ice, and I was walking outside and I slipped and just crashed super hard on like some like landscape rocks, mm. even and bent in an all awkward position, and I was just like. I stood up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can even stand up. And I'm like, oh, guaranteed I'm going to be in super pain tomorrow. I woke up the next day, nothing. Like, I think it's it's because of the flexibility that I've I've gotten after, from a daily yoga practice. Yeah, that's that's yeah. yoga. Yeah. <laughs> when I wake up from jujitsu. No, that, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, that, that is huge. Uh, I'll give you credit, man. I wake up from jujitsu and I'm like, oh, I feel like I did jujitsu yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> What do you, I mean, seriously, like in PA, is it that bad? I'm just, you know, I know it's right basically the same latitude, longitude. I don't know, latitude. No, we're below you guys a bit. We're, we're more uh, in line with maybe Cincinnati, a little north of Cincinnati, maybe just tiny bit. Um, maybe like Indianapolis. Well, you're not winning me over. You went Cincinnati, then Indianapolis. <laughs> not feeling it, man. I mean, that's, that's the, 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 uh, latitude we're at i know i'm being a smart ass it's closer to that oh, okay <laughs> but but uh that's kind of where we're at so it's uh but we haven't we get pounded with these things called nor'easters and they're these big snowstorms that just sit on top of us and just dump snow for like 24 straight hours uh, and that's what we got the last time that's but... yeah no thanks well, that's why nothing, Billy, nothing is that like... why you left oklahoma as you're just tired of like the ice storms that you're getting all the time yeah but then like overnight we have a possibility of ice here so it's like <laughs> i'm freezing like a cheddar it follows me no matter where i go <laughs> but nashville's awesome i mean other than nashville is fantastic i love it i'm glad you're there another good person in that neck of the woods i'm i'm very lucky that i have amazing people here who else is down there kruger uh just Schaller's uh sister's down there she works as an er nurse i think she's a charge nurse down there okay oh, cool. yeah uh, and i have a couple of friends that i do jujitsu with that have relocated there for their medical uh profession and how long have you been there Billy? Great... i moved here at the very end of may oh so not even a year <laughs> no no <laughs> and how's it was a very quick move. How's, how's the winter like like temperature wise it's been actually really nice. It's been like 40s and 50s and 60s. And then all of a sudden this week, it's going to drop down. Um, I can't complain because I know you guys up north are like getting hammered with freezing cold. So I can't complain that it's only going to be like 17 overnight. So That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> it's it's not tolerable bad. at that point. And it's going to be in like the 30s. So, I mean, I can't complain compared to what you guys are getting. Yeah. So I got inspired uh, out here. I got inspired by actually another classmate, Brian Fuller. I saw on Facebook, I don't know if it was last year or a couple of years ago, he was tapping some trees for maple syrup. So when we moved to, to the Philly area and we bought our house, I like went around the yard. Well, actually, the first time uh, I went to the, the, the hardware store and they were selling like leaf bags to, to bag up your leaves and the city comes and picks them up. And they asked me how many trees I have because I asked how many bags I, bags I need. <laughs> and I said, I don't know, like like a dozen trees. And she's like, oh, well, you need maybe like 10 bags. I'm like, OK, well, I'll come back. I, I'm going to go make sure 
you know, I know how many trees I have first. So I went home and I asked my wife, I said, how many trees do you think we have? And she said, I don't know, 50. I go, well, that's more, more than a dozen. <laughs> so, since, since neither of us knew, I went outside and I just walked around the yard. My neighbors must have thought I was nuts. I'm walking around the backyard just counting the trees. Turns out we have 98 trees. Oh, holy crap. Wow. Yeah, so a lot more than a, lot yeah, more than you're, a dozen. You're just off. <laughs> <laughs> 80 or so trees <laughs> please tell me of a riding lawnmower for that Kevin. i oh. do in fact it came with the house and it's a zero oh, turn that's gosh. a win is pretty sweet yeah um but 40 of the trees are tappable maple oh, really so yeah so brian inspired me i just ordered on ebay uh 12 i think they're called spiles are the taps they're called spiles with buckets and covers hoping that they'll show up next week and we can start tapping because the reason I, I brought this up is right now the temperatures here are freezing at night but then above freezing during the day and that's the perfect time to tap trees yeah, but you've nailed so, your ratio right awesome. you know what it takes and the amount of um raw maple that you actually need to get an actual it's 40 gallons 40 gallons of of raw sap for one gallon of uh syrup yeah wow. man it's yeah. it's an endeavor in godspeed and you should have grace and brian on together because they both live in spring green yeah that'd be a great idea well, good luck with that, man. That's going to be a fun endeavor, to say the least. So hopefully you can get at least, you know, one pancake's worth. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things that, well, no, every tap produces like 40 gallons. And I did the math. I could have up to like 50 taps with my trees because some trees can be tapped twice depending on how large they are. But I'm only going to tap 12. So if I get 40 gallons from, I mean, that's 12 gallons of syrup. Wow. My neighbor's helping me with it. In fact, he's building, uh, We back at our property line, there's like a little area um, that we share kind of. And, and he's going to build a cinder block wood stove that we can just cook the sap on to because you have to evaporate the sap get these big metal pans and you put them on this wood fire and it just evaporates all the the moisture and that's how you're left with the syrup so yeah it's gonna be a process and it's our first time so might not turn out the best but you know <laughs> we'll we'll see i'm curious you please post it on facebook i want to see how this goes <laughs> all right yeah i will for sure i will for sure put some photos on there of the the process right on yeah so what else crews what's going on with the the snowboarding are you still are you working up at devil's not Head? i mean i did a little bit this season but it i've had some like between just life in general and getting old i've had some medical issues so i'm kind of sidelined with some stuff so no snowboarding no jujitsu for the meantime so i'm just you know working out on the sidelines in the basement at five o'clock in the morning getting text messages from billy making sure i'm okay <laughs> 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 oh you must be going nuts because you're just you're one of those guys who just you got a motor you just got to go 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 with covid and being stuck inside now no jujitsu oh no fishing oh, no fishing you, where where, where you, do you live man seriously this area i can go fish whenever i want right now i mean it's too cold though, well, yeah right? it's too cold but i mean if i really really wanted to i mean i could find a spot definitely are you working but, from home too kruger no i'm driving into work every day so you get out a little bit i get out a little bit it's not it's it's not as i mean we we in wisconsin it's a little different as you know andy it's just you can't go and do half the 
the fun stuff that you really want to. Um, and obviously being injured at the, at this point in time, like it's just not a good time to like, I really wish I could go snowboard at the end of February. I was supposed to go to steamboat and they're getting dumped on right now. And that just makes me super sad. Um, so that's just another place on the, on the, on the box of places I want to go and ride and just shred and, you know, Mary Jane would be a great place to just, you know, have a good tree run, but I can't. So it is what it is. Yeah, um, I, was, uh, I got out there a few years ago. We, we skied Steamboat and Mary Jane. It's it's awesome out there. Have you been out there recently? No, it's been four years since I last got out. I mean, I used to live in Summit County, so, um, which is funny. Like, Dan Malone, I bumped into Dan Malone when he lived out there. And so, follow that dude down a freaking ski hill. Let me tell you, that guy can rip. He's a shredder. <laughs> yeah. You get him on a pair of skis and try to keep up. It's it's fun. Um, yeah, but I haven't been out there in four years. We got a really good dumping. I was with Morley and my wife. Uh, we got out at A Base and it was a really good time. Nice. Yeah. I remember I remember doing the Eau Claire Memorial trip to Athens Alps <laughs> one year. And I was I was with Nick DeCesar and I love Dan it. Malone. I think Fuller might have been with us and all these guys had skied Colorado already and I never had. And so they're like, they're like, we're, we get off the ski lift and I'm like, is this going to be an easy hill? They're like, yeah, yeah, Goral, it's fine. It's going to be real easy. I'm like, OK, cool. So, you know, they're comparing easy to what they do in Colorado. So, of course, whatever it's going to. So it looks like it's a really easy hill and you go and then you get to this drop off and it's, it looks like it's like straight down. And I like stopped my skis and I just shook my head. I said, I'll see you guys down there. I took my skis up off and I walked back up to the other side of the hill with my ski boots on. That's the best thing, man. That is the best thing. Like we were out at Squaw and Tahoe. Like if you get a chance, go to Tahoe because Tahoe is amazing. There's one, we're at that point where there's so many good restaurants and that's half the point of traveling is to go and have good food. Right. Mm -hmm. But also Squaw sure. is an amazing place to go and ski or snowboard. And there's a lift that you can take that goes up towards the Palisades. And Palisades is really famous in snow, um, which totally reminds me of a really fun story that I wanted to tell you anyways. But getting sidetracked, I was with my wife and my niece, and they were going down this cat track. And there was this huge cat track drop-off. And I was like, I'm going to drop the cat track. My wife goes, let me get around the corner. It's not like my wife is like a really wussy skier. She's a very accomplished racing GS skier. And so, like, she's like, oh, wow. let me get down there. And I was like, all right, man, so much fun to have cat tracks like that where you can just boost, like, 20, 30 feet off of and just have a really good time. That's the fun stuff, especially on powder days. And, you know, if you get to that, you know, you're in PA, man. You're not that far from the cat skills. No, no. Poconos, True. too. And the Finger Lakes, yeah. if you're really going that way. Yeah, I almost pulled the trigger on uh, going to a, a resort not too far from here. Uh, with a buddy who I made here um, and we almost did it in the last minute. I was just like, you know what? I just, I don't want to take that risk. And you know, it's a, it's, it's a risk my family's not willing to take right now. So I, I didn't want to be the one to yeah. take it for us. I understand you know? that. I understand that. It's yeah. why the majority of us can't go and do what we want to do. And it's, it sucks. Right. But you know, as soon as this, as soon as I get that shot, I'm doing, Oh my God, I can't wait. <laughs> So I had this, so I had this one story like Goral, I had never had a chance to tell you. So this is going back right, many hear. years. So back in, I went to school my first three years at St. Cloud State. Um, and so I really got into snowboarding in 96, 97, pretty hard. And so I went with a friend of mine, Mike Hawks up to a demo days in the UP. 
And so we're, you know, you put down a credit card, you get to ride Burton boards, LTD boards, limited boards, you know, whoever else is putting snowboards out there. I mean, it's, it's a really good time. You just get to test ride all these boards. Dude set it all up. And they're like, just go ride it. Bring it back when you're done. I was literally not riding really well. And I went up to this limited place. And I hope you guys can remember this. And also I look over at this guy sitting behind in this tent of the limited company. And uh, he's just like, he looks at me, he goes, you're Jason Kruger. And I was like, holy shit. Von Ponick. How the fuck oh, are oh, you, man? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and he's wow. like, let's go ride. And I was like, hell yeah. So Von Ponick actually taught me how to throw my first carve on a snowboard. And that goes back to like seventh grade. And I don't remember. It wasn't Mr. Bloom. It was across from Mr. Bloom's class in uh, South Element or South Junior High where like we had a class together and it was just that dude taught me how to snowboard. Well, I taught him, I taught him how to Ollie. So that was probably, <laughs> I, I basically taught Oh, is that, is that, is that is your NCAA math right there? <laughs> Appreciate that. That's a great story. Did you get to catch up with him? Like what's I going on? I haven't seen Vaughn since that day, actually. Um, Vaughn is still yeah. pretty much Vaughn. I mean, I, I can only guess that he's probably doing awesome things and probably still snowboarding at this point And, Probably raising kids <laughs> right you know? now. So I wanted to ask you, actually, uh, married. Married is kind of a new thing for married? you. Married? Oh, married. Yeah. Do we have to go down this rabbit hole, Kevin? <laughs> well, I, I don't know anything about your wife. I've never My wife her. is amazing. That's, I mean, I mean, I know. I'm sure she's amazing. Have but, you seen but I, Tank I, you Girl? Know, at I have all? to ask because that's kind of like my wife. You have to understand, like she is the lead <laughs> character from Tank Girl, and she will kill you, but also love you at the same time. <laughs> How'd you guys uh, meet? Funny story. Um, she was my boss while I was teaching snowboarding in Franklin, Wisconsin, at the Rock. Oh, aren't you an well, HR? It was, my, it was my super fun. Job. <laughs> you know, like I get to go and snowboard. <laughs> Yeah, and I was doing HR at the same time, know, yeah, just for sure. But I was playing hard to get because I was going through a divorce. You know, I don't, I don't know if anybody's actually talked about that on this podcast, but yeah, I've been divorced once, and then I met the woman of my dreams, who, unbeknownst to me, can ski her ass off. Um, and so it's just kind of like we have way more in common. We like to hunt. We like to fish. We like to ski. We like to kayak. I mean. She's like my best friend. So I hit the lottery. Awesome. Good for you. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. So she was, she, you, you guys basically worked together. Uh, no, we worked at the rock together where she was the food beverage manager yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where is Franklin, that at? Wisconsin outside of Milwaukee. So, yeah, I mean, that's marriage life. Very has been cool. great, man. I mean, I mean, honestly, she's cooking up some food right now and I'm kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> nice. What are you it having? Great though. It's, I smell asparagus. I can tell you that much. <laughs> are you guys in a different yeah. time zone there? Yes. Uh, in Reedsburg. <laughs> yeah. Is, is it? Isn't it almost? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we eat what we eat. She went to jujitsu tonight because I can't go to jujitsu, so she's taking up jujitsu, and she's you know, she's a great woman, and she's having a good time with it. So we're eating a little later, and she also works third shift, by the way. Oh wow! Yeah, so she's wow. going in soon. Or... Yep. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So this is breakfast and dinner for me. So, it, so. yeah, asparagus, asparagus for breakfast, I guess. Huh? <laughs> <sighs> to each their own. So I, here's <laughs> I a know. question that I have: 
I mean, Billy, since, you know, and some other people have like, you know, friends that have children that are in high school. How many kids actually got to shoot archery in the basement of Eau Claire Memorial? I'm just curious. No, I don't recall ever doing that. I get I to do it in the basement. Or was that at South? Jesus. That might have been at South. And I remember just shooting bow and arrow there. Yeah, I remember doing it outside at Memorial. They It probably didn't last much yeah, longer after that's us. That's unfortunate. So. It is very unfortunate. <laughs> kind of like the bowling alley. They probably can't walk to the bowling alley anymore either. Oh, yeah. Is that is that Wagner? Wagner's, right? Yes. 66 and a half. <laughs> oh, I forgot all about Wagner's. I mean, I'm sure they can't, like, just go randomly walk across the street anymore and <laughs> do half this. Hopefully they can still get Rockies. I wonder. If, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know if it's there. I don't even know if that's there anymore. Oh, maybe not. Call somebody that lives there. I think the country kitchen like was my Season fries. <laughs> oh man, seasoned fries and what that big cinnamon roll. Oh, <laughs> so good. Love I, me a good cinnamon roll. My wife and I were traveling, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, just randomly. And we, we drove by like a truck stop or something that had a place called the Country Kitchen. I'm like, oh my God, we're stopping at the Country Kitchen. It wasn't the, it was, they didn't have the seasoned fries and they didn't have the, the, the big cinnamon roll. I was really bummed. <laughs> well, you know, it's not like everybody gets like Whopper Wednesdays or, you know, off campus where they can actually go and have food. I mean, come on, seriously. Yeah, Kruger, you and I were big lunchtime guys we were we always yeah, had there together i remember you're you're the one who taught me that you if you go to mcdonald's you have to eat the fries first because your dad taught you that the fries go cold the fastest so eat that before the burger. i'll never forget that man i'll never forget oh, what a life lesson <laughs> <laughs> it's very knowledgeable you still remember it to this point in time in your life oh my god another thing i'll never forget about jason kruger is you and i and I, i'm guessing no, I'm guessing it was just you and I because I was in the front seat. And if it was Bloom or anyone, like I would not have been in the front seat because his legs are so much longer than mine. But I was in the front seat of Aggie and we were driving somewhere, like a long trip, a road trip somewhere. I think it was to go fishing. And it was real early in the morning, so it was still dark out. And you would set your cruise control on Aggie. And this car was behind us and would come up and like pass us. And then it would seem like that car would slow down in front of us and then you would have to get in the other line and pass it. But you had it in cruise control. So we're like, that car must be effing with us, you know? And it turned out, I think like your car was just, <laughs> Eggy was so old and the cruise control was just not working all that well. <laughs> that the, the, like the speedometer like jumped. That's very highly hour. probable with that thing, but I will go with plausible deniability on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Aggie got a shout out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, uh, Jesse Macknick. I was interviewing Jesse Macknick, and take two. She had brought up Woody. Oh, yeah, and we were talking about everyone's cars and and her car, and then I brought up Aggie. So I, this is the yeah. second episode. Well, now. you know, Aggie's it's the only mentioned. it's the only car that we all know of that Mike Madrid actually sat in the back of with a lighter trying to warm himself with. So I just loved it so much. <laughs> that was after <laughs> after the, the was it after the Rush River? <laughs> oh, good times. You guys get up there? Yeah, I don't think I could ever find those spots that we used to fish back in the day. Um, it's been a minute. Um, spend more time no. down this neck of the woods, kind of bridge jumping spots. What about the, uh, oh, the man. radish farm in Eau Claire? I freaking hate that place. I mean, I love that place. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this in the best oh, okay. way possible. I love Crystal <laughs> Farms for the fact that 
swear to God, there is a brick trout that lives there that will never die. Maybe as a ghost of a brook trout that every time I go there and fish, it literally jumps up and gives me the fin. Like you will not catch me. And I'm just like, uh, I have not done well at that place since Brandon and I, and I think you were all 16. And we just worm fished that place, man. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> or, lit it up over there. There's probably anglers who just hated <laughs> us because we just catch so many damn fish. Probably killed, yeah. killed half the ones we caught. You know? Hey, Hoven. Yeah. Did Kevin ever tell you about the uh, whitewater rafting expeditions that we used to go on back in the day? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was wondering if these were No, he up. did not. <laughs> so we used to go to Shopco, Billy. The, you'll find this very humorous. We used to go to Shopco and buy their high-quality <laughs> rafts that you would get, you know, for lack for lake uh, commandeering, uh, uh, you know, in the placid facilities of northern Wisconsin. And we used to wait until, like, you'd have a really big rainfall. And then we'd go and buy these things, the single-person ones. And then we'd load them up. And then we'd try to go down Lowest Creek as far as we possibly could. Um, there's a couple of times, I think actually with Malone, where we actually did really good. But Dan actually had some legit equipment. And... <laughs> Yeah, he was like a he was like an outfitter compared to we were the shop go kids. He was REI. There was one time we hopped in at Crystal Farms there, and like, man, I think we made it around the second bend, and then it was just a show, just a show. Like we bumped into each other, we pulled our wraps, I... wrapped around like logs, and it was, yep, popped. <laughs> I think we popped. At least two rafts. That's a, where where well. was Crystal Farms again? Where is that? This is that off of, oh gosh, it's out of town. And I'm probably misremembering this too. It's been a minute. Um, heading towards Mondovi. Yes. Like, it's right out of town. Horseradish farm? Like, the, like the horseradish uh, Silver Spring? Silver Spring. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. Yes. That's it. Yes. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good, there's a, a spot there that they, I don't know if they still do, but back then they used to stock it every year with, with brook trout. I didn't realize that. Yep. Was it Brook and Browns? It wasn't that far from the Chippewa. So it was, yeah. it was you know, we, we did all right. <laughs> we did all right. I mean, that's, that's, that was one of my favorite spots to fish because we always caught something, you know, those were good times, you know, and then uh, we went all the way up to Lowest yeah. Creek Park into that with Malone and, God, that was such a sad state. I remember you and I walking all the way back to our house over there where just no raft, oh, no God. nothing. <laughs> just being like <laughs> cold and wet. Just being like, seriously, we need to reconsider our life choices. That creek was cold, too. Yeah. <laughs> probably like a balmy 76 degree day or something. We decided is, to do it. It felt cold. I remember there was a spot under, um, what was that? Not lowest creek but went out the other way f i think it was like out towards Otter creek no uh oh, like yeah. out towards heather's sessions house that was that f that went out that way yeah like that's off, like off of gulf road there was that bridge down there and we used to jump out there was a bridge and yeah. like a kind of a rock shelf yeah that we we jump in under that bridge uh but that otter creek place was cool too that was a that was fun jumping in there there was a spot uh Back by where I, I think you've been with me, Kruger. Back by where McCarthy lived. Uh, I think that's Otter Creek back there, wasn't it? By that's us, Lois right Kruger. there. Yeah. That's that's Lois. Um, okay, so there was a spot there that had a rope swing that we used to take the rope swing on into this this area of the creek, and it was awesome. And we'd sneak back there, like my brother and I, and just a few of the neighborhood people. I think you were with us, Kruger, <laughs> occasionally. 
And it was only a couple kids. And then McCarthy moved in and you guys started Hoban and McCarthy and those guys started throwing parties down there. And the, the guy came out, whoever owned the property and cut the rope down. So we didn't get to, yeah, that was lived. it sucked. I think I <laughs> thought we found this great spot and I think we lasted one or two times and it was over. And I, I mean, just, the, the yeah. childhood memories I had there and you just dashed them all. <laughs> <laughs> that was Carthy. I was just for the ride. I think you know what I think I actually may have been the one to show him the spot too, right. which makes it all my fault. I really appreciate the conversation. I hope I can do it again sometimes with y'all. Yeah, dude, this was awesome. Thank you all again and uh have a fantastic night. And I look forward to seeing you all on the on the workout. Nice talking awesome. to you guys. Likewise. You. Take care, y'all. Bye. Oh, oh, oh. Hey guys, at ECM Circa 95, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail or a shout out at 715-255-0035 or send us an email at ecmcirca95 at gmail. Thanks for listening. Hey, I don't think this is the right place.